0: Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, loyal listeners, Jeff Zimfer. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. I am so glad you're here. You know, it's been a crazy time over the past few weeks, and uh, I haven't been able to get the uh, podcast back up and recorded, but we're back at it now, and we've already got our calendar built out for the first quarter of 2017. So some really exciting things happening for 2017. So I want to make sure you stay tuned, add these podcasts to your favorite playlist, subscribe, so you make sure you get the updated uh, podcasts every time we release them and I have to tell you on today's episode if you are at a point in your career it's at the end of the year here where maybe you're looking for that extra shot on the arm that boost of motivation that renewed vigor and spirit and drive to continue with the success you've had this past year or maybe to you know go to that next level in the new year in your business and if you're looking for somebody to help you believe that it's possible because they've done it, then today's podcast is really for you. My special guest this week is Bobby D. Robert Diorio, or Bobby D. as he likes to be referred to. Uh, Bobby's just an amazing, you know, bundle of energy, focus positivity and success. And I really enjoyed this interview with him because, you know, Bobby D, he's been in this business for over 18 years. And when you hear his story, you'll understand why it's so inspirational um, having to basically start over in the business back in 2008, if you can imagine. What a time to be able to have to start over with no realtor relationships, no referral relationships or any of that. And able be able to grow his business And this year i think he said he's going to do like a hundred and can't remember 150 units something like that about 40 million in production He's on pace to do five million this month, so he's closing out 2016 very strong. And Bobby's not only a branch manager, producing branch manager, he's a coach, meaning he's coaching his team. He's bringing in people with zero mortgage experience and coaching them to success. And you're going to hear some of the ways that Bobby's done this, and you know, believes that it should be done in business today. Both what's worked in the past that still works today, and also some of the you know the new technology and social media type platforms that are working for even Bobby as an 18. Plus, year veteran in the mortgage business. So, I hope you'll be as inspired as I am by listening to Bobby. I'm going to go back and listen to Bobby's podcast anytime I need to be motivated and just get up and get off my butt and get back in the market because, you know, sometimes all of us need that little kick in the pants, that little bit of motivation, that little bit of reminder that, hey, man, you can do this. It's possible. And I know it's possible because I've done it and I'm doing it every day. That's essentially Bobby's message. So, enjoy today's podcast. I appreciate you as a listener. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, Bob. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, It's a pleasure. I know we've been on each other's radar for some time and our crazy calendar. So it's great to finally be able to connect with you once again. If you would, uh, I know for those listening, you know, one of the questions they always have running through their mind is, okay, so... Who is Bob DiOrio? What's he all about? How did he get into business? Would you mind giving us kind of a high-level overview?
1: Oh, sure. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version because you know how much mortgage guys like to talk about themselves. So, <laughs> I started, um, you know, back in the day, I actually was in a, in the men's retail uh, industry, and I had known that I would liked working with people, and, and I used to be called a salesman all the time, and I always used to look at it as like a negative connotation but I knew I was going to work with the, the general population in one capacity or another. But a dear friend of mine's brother owned a small mortgage outfit a couple towns over. And, uh, you know, on the weekend he was getting engaged. He invited me down to celebrate with his family and he introduced me to his brother. And his brother owned a mortgage company and he kind of rolled it out to me and said, Hey, you know, I'm always looking for talented salespeople. And I didn't know what that really meant, and that was back in '97. And the rest is history, is say.
0: So obviously you're you're a war-torn veteran with battle scars and all that. Um, but I know when we talked before, you've you know been kind of a journey because I remember you started at a subprime shop, right?
1: I did. Um, the first two jobs that I had in the industry were subprime based. They were was working with some of the some of the hard money guys back '97, '98, '99. And then I left and I went to one of the big banks um, to head up a subprime platform that they were developing. And, um, you know, I was there for five years and, and did a lot of business. We built a, a massive platform, had a lot of guys writing subprime. But, you know, by way of the dinosaurs, we know everything that starts off great and has a great run also came to an end. Um, so quickly in you know, 2007, pretty much everybody had exited the business right before the implosion.
0: Right. Right. So when did you switch over to uh, your current company?
1: Well, I tell you, uh, so I I did subprime for that period of time. And then I went out on the street and I was looking for a job. And I had gone to um, another big company and I said, listen, you know, I've got this great resume. I've been number one at every company I've ever worked at. You should hire me. And the gentleman's name was Scott Hagan. He was running uh, an area for Countrywide at the time and said, you know, I like your story, uh, but... You have to rewrite it. You know, you've done subprime, you've done great things. However, the business is gone. So you've got to re-involve yourself into what you did in the beginning. So my evolution really started with that conversation. um, And that was in 2008. And I remember sitting back thinking, wow, okay, I got to learn this all over again. Uh, So I picked a little slice of heaven, Uh, Warren County, New Jersey, which is about eight miles from my house. Um, I had been in the business for a long, long time before that, but I had never written alone in the county. Um, and I, I planted my stake down and said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after the agents who do the business. I'm gonna engage myself in the community and involve myself in their programs and their and the stuff that they do for their people and and that was eight years ago, you know, and, and uh and I've been here ever since.
0: Wow. Um so obviously eight years ago, two thousand eight, it was a whole different ball game. It was ugly, there was blood in the streets. You're coming out of a situation where you didn't have to hit the bricks, so to speak, uh, and chase realtors to go get business, right?
1: Right. I came out of the other side thinking life was going to be easy because I was making so much money for such an extended period of time that all of a sudden I knocked on my first door and there it was. (laughs) You know, like I knocked on my first. What happened? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, they were not happy to see me. They had no idea who I was. They probably saw five other guys that looked like me, um, you know, with rips in their jeans. We were mortgage guys, man. We were dying, (laughs) you know. Um, But when I tell you, I came every single day, every day with something different to say, a new smile, something to talk about. Um, And it took, I think, eight months of me doing that before I got my first deal. And I only got it because the guy who they used messed it up. And, uh, and, and it started with one. Yeah. Started with one. All right.
0: So I want to unpack that a little bit. I want to, cause I've been there as well. You know, a lot of listeners have it out in the streets, you know, quote unquote door knocking and all that kind of stuff. Um, so did you like you hit a bunch of offices, and you had kind of like your route that you would show up and drop off stuff of value and things like that? Is that kind of what it was? I was a paper delivery
1: boy. I would go from I would go from office to office with the same. I didn't. I never did a rate sheet because I hated that. I hated the what's your rate. I hated that. So, but what I would do is I would talk about things like emerging markets, and I would talk about the impact. Uh, you know, for the African-American and Spanish buyers in our marketplace. And I talked about where these people with subprime credit scores were going go to go to get money to buy houses because that is an emerging market now, right? The bubble burst. So people with bad credit are never going to buy houses again. Well, I aligned myself with bankruptcy attorneys uh, and, of course, divorce attorneys because those credit, bad credit, those things kind of go hand in hand. Um, and I built a pipeline of people uh, and started watering those flowers, knowing that at some point with some rehabilitation and some help, they'd be able to buy. Um, and, and that's kind of what I did.
0: So eight months of that consistent and persistent prospecting, eight months till you finally get somebody who's like, all right, I'll give you a shot.
1: My favorite story of 2008 was I made $35,000, literally 9% of what I had made the previous year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was it was groundbreaking for me. But what I did was, I just I decided that in telling my story, that advice that I had gotten from that other that other gentleman, that what I would do is I would I would tell it the right way, which was get myself involved. I joined a networking group. Um, you know, I joined a board of realtors. I went to all the functions. I became kind of the guy that nobody knew, but everybody saw my face. And then I built my reputation kind of from the ground up. And one of the things that worked is I had a little bit of management, obviously background from working for the big guys and, and, and running a group of a large group of people. Um, I knew how to put together a routine and stay in it. You know, I, I have a saying now to this day that I use with my young guys, Um, that, you know, the guys that work the hardest on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays get to do whatever they want on Saturday nights. And what I mean by that is in my marketplace, you know, Tuesday and Thursday are broker opens and on Sundays are open houses. And I didn't miss any of them. I hit every one of them. And because these same realtors saw my face over and over and over again, they realized that I wasn't going to go away. Um, and then I showed them what I could do. And that's kind of when the rubber met the road.
0: Yeah, that is such a great story. Um, on a, a number of fronts. I mean, one, just the sheer will and persistence of that, that, you know, you obviously entering a new market being a complete unknown had to become known and you had this appearance that you were everywhere, right? So you're at the Oprah houses, the broker previews. You're, you're knocking on doors at offices when you can. And eventually, um, you know, I remember the old metaphor kind of like uh, an airplane. I don't know how accurate it is, but the metaphor there, you know, was it uses the bulk of its fuel, 60% of its fuel, or whatever, during, you know, takeoff and ascension into the sky. But after that, right, it's pretty much just coasting. And where are you starting over and building that new business? I mean, that was a lot of fuel, a lot of burn rate that you're you're going through. But then once you get to that level, you know, obviously it doesn't take that same level of effort to maintain it once you get there. You know, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I would agree with you hundred percent. I think that one of the things that makes the Ascension, the best part of the entire ride is I put together a business plan and you know, one that I developed myself cause I didn't have some of the cool things that originators have today, even eight years ago. Um, but what I did have is discipline and you know, we talk about, um, you know, buzzwords, you know, discipline, you really have to stay focused, like a lot of people, I drive from fear. I have a wife. I've been married for 22 years. I have three children, a 15 year old, a 13 year old, and a nine year old. And, you know, I look in the mirror every single day. It's something I, I keep on my desk. And, and I know that some days you don't feel great. And some days you kind of, you're missing a little something. But, you know, daddy goes to work every day. I hit the sled for my family. So failure really wasn't an option and, and I got plenty of doors slammed on my face. I still do. You know, it's funny even being 45 and being in the business for 19 years and success and people know me, you know, I'll call on a new office with, you know, with one of the guys that I hire or something like that. And I'll hear no. And, and I still like come overcoming objections. And you might say no to me today, Jeff, but I'm going to meet someone that you know, that you 've done business with and they're going to recommend me to you and at one point or another, you and I will break bread and we'll get a cup of coffee and and i 'll show you why myself and the company I work for now can make a difference in your in your career
0: mm-hmm. so you're saying there in regards to your family and all that you know and you're holding yourself accountable you it sounds like that's your big why you know what i mean it 's not the money, the money's great and all. and that of course affords a certain lifestyle but it's it's more about you're doing all you're putting out that effort because um, how important it is for you to provide, I'm, I'm assuming for your family.
1: Oh yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not wrong in assuming that. That is 100% why I do what I do.
0: So it's interesting. So what did you do during, uh, you know, there's people at all different levels who, who listen to this podcast, you know, the new people coming in, trying to figure it out There's the veterans who've been you know, 20 years, both the jaded or whatever and the people in middle of the way. And obviously to, so like you said, Along the way, hey, man, everybody gets tired. You know what I mean? Um, So is there any advice you have for like, okay, when you're having those moments of, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go do this again. uh, (laughs) What do you do, man? (laughs) Well,
1: I'll give you a quick one. You know, this morning, I walk into the office. You know, it's Friday, right? Everybody's happy. I got my list of open houses for the weekend. You know, I'm talking to my guys about what they're doing and what their sales activities are going to be. I'm in my office for 25 minutes and my processor walks in and resigns. She's like, I've I've decided to take a position closer to my house. And now you would think that would derail me um, and potentially ruin the day, but to the contrary, you know, I'm looking at it now as another opportunity for me to add some, a talented individual to my team and, and to continue to move the ball forward. But what keeps me going in this business is each person is different. Each story that they tell is different and, and every transaction offers me a little something. Now sometimes, you know, I get this and I get down like everybody else. does And Jeff, do you want to know what I do? I go outside, I walk around my building, I come back to my office, I look at my picture of my family, I take a look at myself in the mirror and then I go back to work. I mean, because that's what it comes down to. And, and if you're bored, if you're jaded, if you're not challenged, and unfortunately that translates into probably the service that you give your client. So I would recommend one of two things, do something life changing. And I did three years ago, I made a decision that I was going to grow my business. I was going to grow my branch. I wasn't going to be afraid of the meltdown, right? Cause I've been in the business a long time and that meltdown could have cost me everything. So I just wanted to fly under the radar, just be Bobby, you know, just do enough loans to survive And then all of a sudden, I realized I was being selfish. You know, I ran teams, big teams of people for years and years and years in this business. And I just got so jaded when a lot of them left because they didn't have the same drive that I did or maybe saw the same vision. I decided to to open my branch, open up a branch and and not just be Bob DiOrio originator, but a branch manager and and focus on my production. So I went out to Las Vegas. I went to the Mortgage Mastermind Summit, and I did it two years in a row, and that first year, man, it got me so fired up. I came back and implemented five things. Now, I was there for a week. I heard a lot of different things to do, but I took five that I wanted, and I implemented them, and it started out with calling realtors on Mondays. I do text Tuesdays. I would send a text message out to all my referral partners to give them information about what I was doing. You know, on Wednesday, I did my gratification calls. I called all my clients that were in my database that I was doing a loan for just to kind of give them an up-to-date on what was going on. But I would also take that opportunity then to call the listing agent and the buying agent and just say, hey, it's Bobby D, this is the story. This is where the loan's at. And just through that, they started to come. You know, I went from having a certain number of realtors to more realtors to more realtors. And then I became known as the guy that could get the hard deal done. I was used to doing, you know, 560 credit scores, polishing them up and getting them done. And now I'm like the guy that people come to that want FHA loans or government loans or want to do 5% down conventional, but need a little credit help, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and that to me is exciting, you know? So those three things that I did that, those were big. And, and, you know, I do a quick staff call, uh, which we've become, we've gotten away from, but we did a staff call to go over pipeline review every Monday, make sure everybody was on the same page. And then the last thing that I did, the fifth thing that I did that was probably the most important, I sent thank you cards to everybody. You know, don't be surprised, Jeff, we get off this uh, call. I'm going to send you a thank you card for your time because it, to me, on my days that I need to be the most amazing Bobby, I want to be in that gratitude. I want that attitude of gratitude. I want to make sure that my mind's right. So I write a lot of thank you cards. I send them out. And then I got to be honest, I almost can't fail because I'm so grateful for counting my blessings all day that when it goes out to make that sales call and land that big account, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. That's awesome, man. I love that,
0: you know, that state of mind of, of gratitude because yeah. you're right. Um, and it's funny, I know you, you're into working out and going to the gym. And so that muscle, that gratitude muscle, that um, leadership muscle, that high standard muscle is like any other muscle in your body. It must be worked out. Right, or else you lose it. It fades away. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and so it's, I look you at just it, to work
1: it out. Yeah, yeah, man. I look at it this way: like I could have easily just, you know, I don't know that I couldn't have maybe been, you know, the next hundred million dollar producer, and I still may. I, I don't know, but well, you know, where, what you're focused on and what drives you, you know, the key to this industry and and being effective and not burning out is balance. Okay, you gotta. I coach in my town. I'm active in politics. I'm active in my community. I work out. I'm a season ticket holder to you know to our local hockey team. Like I do things. I, I belong to a country club to play golf. I balance myself, and I think that guys that are listening to this mortgage professionals that have been at long and short. If you don't have balance, if you you get out of whack a little bit, it's easier to it's easy to derail. But if you keep yourself in check. You know, and keep that mirror next to your uh, next to your face in the desk, on on the counter, on your dresser, and take a peek at it. Because what you see is what the world sees. And if you're frowning or you're cranky, believe me, they're not going to go to you. They're going to come to me.
0: Yeah, so you raise a very good point there around balance. And I've been talking to some people lately who do some loan officer coaching, and I was overhearing them have a conversation about the frequency with which they hear from loan officers they're coaching that these loan officers are telling them they're out of balance and that their relationships are in jeopardy. Now, I heard you earlier and how you outlined, you know, the five things you took away from the Mastermind Summit. You had a very specific action plan, and one of the great things about that is it gives you some predictability and certainty. You know, is that the way you maintain balance is have an action plan? Um, How do you do it?
1: I have an amazing um, group of business partners, Jeff, and, and, you know, they gotta check me every once in a while. Um, You know, maybe I get too focused on work, and too focused on the end, the end all. You know, my whether it's my income or you know a, a number that I want to hit, and, and through those efforts, maybe it, it derails me, and and you know maybe I become a little more challenging of a person. But I got people around me, my wife, um, you know, my title partners, the people that you know I you know that I call on for business. They're great at reminding me why I do what I do, and you hit it early in our call. It has nothing to do with money. I mean, the money's great, but. You know, I'm a statistic guy, right? I look at what I do by implementing things. Bobby, so you you sent thank you notes. What did that mean to your business? Well, I can tell you because I track everything. I track my applications. I track my closings. I track my fundings, obviously. Uh, I I know how much I make uh, basis points per loan, how much of it's purchase business. And I do this myself because how can I know where I want to go if I don't know exactly where I am right now? And I do. I mean, probably, probably to a fault, you know. But I definitely do. I know where I'm going, and I know exactly how to get there. Is
0: there a, a tool, a software, or anything like that that you know you can't live without that you use?
1: Well, it's funny that you say that. I actually have a personal created business plan. I've been using it. I told you for three years. I started in 2013, and I track to the person how many loans I want, right? Jeff, if you're one of my business partners and I believe in you and you believe in me because you've said it all right, and we've had coffee together and we're gonna do something together. Well, I put an action plan in place for each person like that and, and I assign units. I need five units from Jeff next year. Whatever I gotta do, I gotta get five units from Jeff. So how many times do I have to see him? How many times do I have to take him out for coffee? Talk about business. What is going on in his life? How's his family? Does he need a partner at the gym? What are we doing? Do you want me to walk the 5k with you? What, you know, and it's, it's all of those things that help me. And it's, and honestly, it had to be something from me because it's my business. It has to look like me, feel like me. And, and, you know, I, I track that stuff and, you know, in the last two years, I've had a great amount of growth. Um, I was doing, you know, 20 million, I was always like that $20 million guy where I was writing a lot of purchase, doing some refi, blah, 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 blah. But you know, this year, you know, there's what we got, three weeks left in the in the month. I'll I'll do five million dollars this month. It'll put me right on the edge of forty million. Uh last year I was at twenty six. You know what I mean? So that's you know, that jump isn't an accident. Um and I am the believer, like I'll share that secret sauce with you and your listeners because there's no secret sauce. I've learned from guys that were kind enough to sit with me and share what they did. So I'm not about to not share with, with anybody who wants to know.
0: Yeah, so the bulk of your business right now is
1: purchase referred by real 80%. Care. At least 80%. And, and, you know, the only reason it may tip a little heavier towards the purchase is because I'm trying to close 15 units this month and... And a couple of them are big ones, so that, that percentage might go up a little bit this month. Um, yeah. But 80% has is, is always been my target. I really wanted it to be around 85, but as we kind of peel back this onion a little bit, you'll see why it went up a little bit this year. All right, here's a question that popped in my head,
0: because um, I'm thinking back to when you hit the bricks after coming out of the subprime, you know, 2008-9-ish. Yeah. Uh, still There wasn't that huge prevalence of... MSAs and closed offices and all that stuff. And I know MSAs are, you know, under scrutiny and all that, but, um, I'm, 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 assu- I'm assuming, and you and I, you know, we don't have notes on this. So two part question, I guess. Uh, one, were a lot of the offices you calling on, were they closed offices, meaning they had an in house lender? Um, they were. They, yep. They, oh, they were. Okay. So how did right. you circumvent that, man? Just, just hammer persistence?
1: Hammered, hammered. Um, and, and waited to figure out what the routine was if Jeff's my competition and he's in my office but i know that on thursdays and fridays he's in a, another county where the loan amounts might be bigger from thursdays and fridays i'm probably spending a great deal of time around that office and and i listened. And, you know i was the water cooler guy you know i i tried not to ruffle too many feathers but i listened to who what how so-and-so lost a loan lost a buyer couldn't get the deal done because so-and-so couldn't do it so i would call them I'd be like, Hey Jeff, you know, I, I, I heard from so-and-so that, you know, you couldn't get that loan done. What happened? Oh, what? can I take a look at it? Can I talk to the client? And that's really how it worked. Let me give you a fresh set of eyes. Oh, well, I've been doing business with, you know, with this one for three or four years now. Well, that's great. But, you know, I've been in the business at the time for, you know, for 15 years or 16 years. Let's let, let me talk to them or, you know, 12 years, whatever the case may be. And let me talk to them. And just a fresh set of eyes. And, and that's how I opened the door.
0: All right, so let's bring this current day because I know you have a team that you oversee. You're a producing manager. Um, yeah. What are some of the top things you you coach on or advise your team to do nowadays to go get realtors?
1: All right, so we covered we covered the Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday thing, and and I'm a firm believer of that. So get out get out on Tuesdays. Know your inventory. Know the houses that are for sale, and, and it helps you in a lot of different ways. Because as a as a new loan producer or maybe a seasoned guy who's trying to find his way, and never really broke through. Knowing the inventory not only helps when you have a conversation with someone in the real estate profession, whether it be a realtor, an attorney, or a potential buyer. You'll know whether that house is going to work FHA or VA. If it's in the USDA area, does it have to go conventional? Is it septic or sewer? That's number one. Number two, the people you're going to run into on, at those broker opens, they're realtors. That, those are the people you want. The attorneys, the people who run the market. You want to be around them as much as possible. I show up at those things, not necessarily invited because they're open to the public, but I go as a real estate professional, bring water, bring chips, have plenty of business cards. Uh, so Tuesday, and Thursday, that's like a mandatory, you gotta do that, especially start now. You gotta shake things up, let people know that there's a new player in town. And then on Sunday, you better be out there busting your butt and working when they are. Because nothing worse for a realtor is if they call me, I'm sitting on my sofa on Sunday watching the game that they want to watch and I'm too busy to answer the phone. No, 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 no. Get in the car, let them see that you're out and about and in your clothes when you're walking away, you let them know that you're there working just like they are all day Sunday. That's important.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because uh, I remember doing that and uh, it's, it's interesting how impressed the the agents are by that because the truth of the matter is uh there's very few that are out there doing that
1: oh yeah and you know what i do with my guys we all have our company swag it's got the logo of my company on it it's got their name already pre-printed on it the reason being people are going to know your name be memorable you know um you know my name is bob diorio robert diorio i go by bobby d and everybody in my community knows me that way and they know that i'm a giver and they know that i'm the funny guy and i'll I'll be there to help if somebody needs it. But more importantly, when I set this branch up again, being a statistic guy, I knew that the average age of a loan officer in the state of New Jersey is 54 years old, 54 Jeff, which means in the next 10 years, we got problems because if the average age is 54, there's going to be a lot of openings. So I decided as part of my business plan to get young and get young quick. And, you know, over the last three years, I've developed four super studs that are going to be the, the future of the business. You know, two of them are with me, and two of them have moved on, not because they didn't like me as a manager or like my company, but they got really good in-house opportunities with some competition of mine that they felt might help finish their training. So if I was Mr. Miyagi, I taught them the basics, and then they went to Chuck Norris to learn how to kick your ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mr. Miyagi, a man of wisdom.
1: That's right. Uh-huh. That's right.
0: Okay, so I get that, uh, the Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday thing, that makes a lot of sense. And then, so let's look at the uh, other side of the coin for those more, you know, quote, leveraged activities. Uh, if I remember correctly, you've also done a number of agent classes and stuff to, right, get in front of the law of large numbers, right?
1: We do. Um, you know, if there's if there's a class going on, there's CE, there's, you know, the people that are coming out in your community that want to be realtors you want to be the expert and when you stand up in front of them with a handful of business cards and answer questions from you know would-be new realtors the people in those rooms and even if 80% of them wash out 20 of them percent won't and 20% of them are gonna be looking for somebody and if you're the first face they see and you make it memorable for them they will call you I mean eight years ago I partnered up with a kid a uh, young guy Marine you know, family man, married, had one child at the time. Um, you know, he has then since had another child. And him and I have kind of grown up together. Now, I'm significantly older than him, and I'll define that by 11 years his senior. Um, but we built a friendship and a partnership, and he got me into a BNI and i group, and I became a networker, and he introduced me to everyone. This kid will be the first in the history of Warren County, New Jersey, to make Platinum. This kid is a monster, but when I met him, he was just a kid and he was new, but he had it. You know, I believe in everybody the same way. Until you decide not to do this anymore, you know, I, I'm not a transaction based loan officer. I'm a relationship guy. Him and I took the world on him. We destroyed it together. And literally the two of us have just gone from the same level. I was entry level to the top guy in my marketplace. And, and, and I owe a lot of it to him cause he's young and exciting and I'm old <laughs> and, and great. But the one thing he did teach me was I knew I had to get younger fast. Um, You know, so my branch now is a training branch, and, and what I do for those branch managers that are listening to us is, you know, I've got 1,100 people that are in my database. You know, I do 150 loans a year. I bring new guys on, young guys, 22, 23, 24. I think my oldest prodigy right now is 26. They call on my business, you know, uh, when rates are good or just to do what's what we call a mortgage checkup, and through that process of questioning, We've wound up finding out I'm selling my house. I'm buying another. Let's bring it back to the realtor who gave them to me. Need to refinance. My kid's going to Brown. That just happened today. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone's taking $50,000 out for their kid's education. You know, but Jeff, I never did those things. I was always chasing the next purchase deal. So now I bring young guys in. I teach them how to do the business by using my client base, so when they get out in the street, they don't make any mistakes. You know, they're gonna be refined, they're gonna be polished, and they're gonna know that they've got me behind them. So in the meantime, they're making some money, helping me stay in, in front of my clients. Because if I don't call them, Jeff, you're gonna. So yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta make sure that they know that I'm still around. Um, and and you know, they make their money, I make mine, and everybody, uh, everybody's better for it. And now I've got a, a, you know, an army full of young guys that are good looking, hard working. Um, you know, guys and gals and they're ready to take yeah. on the world and, uh, and be the next generation of loan officers.
0: Right. It's just what I was going to say. You're mentoring them. Um, okay. So I like that phrase you said, it's, uh, it's time to get young fast and you're obviously very skilled at the call it the blocking and tackling right out there in the field, belly to belly where I'm a big believer in if you're going to succeed with agents yet, yeah, that's where you need to be. If you're not out there in their face, you, you don't exist. Um, But with that said, uh, I know you're also, you know, getting young, as you say, and so what are some of the more, if you will, modern, right, more sexy things that I know people sometimes fall prey to, but let's face it, right, it's the social media thing, we need to be there, do that. I see you've got 40 reviews on Zillow, so some comments around any digital type of marketing that you're doing.
1: Oh, they're animals. These young guys are teaching me this stuff, Jeff. That wasn't me. I had a Facebook page so I could keep an eye on my teenage daughters, you know, but now you know, I get, I get eight deals a year off of that. You know, I got my, my nephew who's in the business, um, who who came to work for me and trusted me with, uh, with his future. You know, he, he said to me, you know, social media, social media, social media, you know, he he puts out mortgage minutes on Fridays to kind of give blurbs to everybody, always touching, you know, he's always keeping himself around people, you know, he's Twitter, you know, Instagram, he's, the mortgage page is great. You know, we do a uh, social survey goes out to all of our closed clients so they know. So we know what our people think of us and, and how we're doing. You know, he's constantly Googling my name and his name and making sure that the feedback that's out there is is, is reflective of the job that we do. Um, it is amazing. They got these apps now where clients can get pre-approved on their phone. What are you kidding me? And then, and it comes to your, it comes to your computer. Are you nuts? I used to carry around a thing of papers. It was as thick as my shoes. You know, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I knew, I knew listening to these young guys uh, that in a world where technology is king, these guys are the difference. You know what I mean? I used to sit in the line to run someone's credit because there was one computer in the office and there were 17 guys that needed to pull it. You know what I mean? These kids are doing it on their phone, looking at their client's information, going back and forth, getting everything ready. It's amazing to watch them work. It's amazing. Yeah, I love
0: that. That's so awesome, man. I know when you think about it in perspective, right? You're like, oh my gosh, the credit comes to you on your phone. Yeah, see, that's the problem though, too, isn't it? As we get so yeah, well, it is.
1: Contact. Yeah,
0: you don't get off your butt, get out in the field. You know where the business still happens.
1: So let's even put our arm on that, right? So I'm worried about the kid I'm talking to, Jeff. I'm trying to sell you a mortgage. You you found the house. You came to me from my best agent, John Cruck. Mr. Platinum here in Warren County, we call him. He's also the mayor in Hope. Like this kid is the perfect role model for young people. Go out, do things, give back, be part of the community. Coach. He's a volunteer firefighter. He referred you to me, Jeff. But you're twenty seven years old. You've got a smartphone you're going to look up every mortgage rate in the country and you're going to believe what you see because people looked at the during the election people were looking at facebook trying to get news are you kidding me but now they're they're doing it with their phones but my guys my young guys are both technologically savvy and well educated and well versed on how to press flesh and and land a plane you know what i mean like meet the client make them comfortable build rapport Listen to what they want. Don't just answer questions be consultative when you when you're working with them I mean these young kids want to get to solving your problem before they know what your problem is You know, I I did a 45-minute conversation with a woman today who just wanted $50,000 for her kids education, but I heard about everything that was going on in her life And I cared and at the end when I got off the phone. I had a page of notes and I reiterated it back to her as I got off the phone. These are talents. These are things that these people have, these young kids have to learn. And if they have the, the technological advancement that we didn't have, and they're compassionate and they listen, they're going to be unstoppable. They'll be doing $300 million in production. Right, right. So it's a combination Hopefully of Hopefully for involved. me, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: Well, you're definitely doing some awesome things in terms of leadership and all that stuff. And, uh, I, I'm telling you, man, um, I'm inspired. You know, just listening to this makes me want to go out there and, you know, kick some doors open and uh, develop some new relationships. So thank you for sharing your energy and your enthusiasm, man. This has been great.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Listen, anytime, and I'm always out here. If anybody wants, uh, anybody has a question, listen, I'm accessible. It's PC. It's really easy to get hold of me.
0: Yeah, so uh, on that note, how would you suggest if people do want to contact you, email, phone, what do you prefer?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, email is the best way to go um, because I'm a task-driven guy. So if I get an email and I open it up and someone's got a question, they'll get an answer back from me. My email address is simple. It's rdeorio, it's spelled D-E-I-O-R-I-O, at rhfunding.com. And I can tell you right now with certainty, this is where I'm going to end my career. I've been here eight years, the longest stint I've had with anybody. Um... And, and the reason is they're allowing me to to make the sauce. You know, it's my recipe here. And uh, and it really works. It tastes really good. And I think uh, if anybody has questions and they want to go a little further with me, peel back the onion a little bit more, I'd be more than happy to do it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Can't thank you enough. It was great to connect with you. And so, once again, listeners, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. If you like this podcast or the others, hey, make sure you subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher. Get it on your mobile phone. Like Robert said, that's where we're all living and breathing these days. Listen wherever you're at. Put the earbuds in, driving, walking, working out, uh, you know, door knocking, whatever it is you do. And uh, it'd be great if you could leave us a review as well because that helps us reach more people. So uh, once again, this is your host, Jeff Zinfer. Thanks for listening this week and we will see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com.